<laughs> what are you doing coming in here and scaring the shit out of me while I listen to ghost stories? Why would you do that? You didn't quietly do anything, go away. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is, is The, the Residuals. Residuals. to treat myself to some cheap glosses and so I went on Zenny not an ad but if they but it could be things I'm fine with that and so <laughs> I got this really cute pair of glosses that I'm wearing right now for like $15 before like the $10 for the lenses and you can get things engraved on the sides so on the side of mine I got step back six feet just oh, because good. no one fucking does. I'm going to get some, even if they're just like plain blue light. They do like those lenses too. Or whatever, just to have them engraved with something shitty. Do it. Like, do it. Because I don't care. I mean, I have swears tattooed on my fingers. I don't give a shit what my glasses do say. It. <laughs> oh, Susan's here. Yeah. Oh. Where is she? I don't see her. Hi, Susan. Hello. Hi. 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 There she is. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Should we introduce ourselves, Joy? Yeah. Uh, this is Emily. That's Joy. Hi. Hi. And uh, we're the residuals. residuals. And today we have a guest with us. Yeah, we do. Hi. <laughs> Hi, this Susan. Is Susan, everybody. <laughs> Well, now I'm like now I'm like frozen. Like, oh, Susan. <laughs> get your shit together, no, my love. I know, I know. Very excited to see your face. Oh my gosh, she's so so sorry. I she's know, so rude. but also, can I just say, um, Susan, your skin is incredibly <sighs> dewy. Yeah. Um, I'm very jealous, Thank and you. that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, so, Susan, hi. Yes. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. Lovely to see you. Lovely to um, see you. I really wish it could be in person so I could like yeah. hug your face in a non-creepy way, but it's not, so I can't. Um, very happy to have you. We've been talking to you about coming on for shit, a year and a half. Since yeah, yeah since you started. So why don't you just start from the beginning and we will just interrupt you. The beginning, the beginning of... of- of ghosts. When were you born? Okay. Tell us everything. <laughs> wow. No. But, you just but. tell us, feel free to tell us whatever paranormal stories you feel like. That's all. Whatever you feel comfortable telling us. Super chill. We're just having a sleepover. It's we're fine. Not, yeah, cool. there's no pressure, but don't fucking disappoint me. So don't listen to her. She pretends to be scary. She's not. Um, no, well, so I did, uh, did grow up in the Rocky Mountains um, in this town, Casper, Wyoming. Which um, is a very weird place for a lot of reasons. Um, Casper is like the reddest place, but it's like the reddest state because there is no city in the state. Like there's half a million people there. Wait, so is that where QAnon lives? (laughs) QAnon is born there, yeah. (laughs) They they live on QAnon lane. (laughs) I think (laughs) rural route 67. (laughs) That's where QAnon there okay. was a guy named Richard Boner who lived on Boner Lane, who we prank called. <gasps> oh no, poor all the time. I know <laughs> Dick Boner. I know. And I think it was one of those situations where, in, in like really rural places, where if you you just live out in the middle of nowhere, and then you can just kind of name your street, your last. Right. You're the of. only people that have ever lived on that street. Yeah, on made- Boner on Boner Lane. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that poor guy. And and I'm sure like we weren't the only kids to prank. I'm sure he got. I'm sure he, I'm sure he got it all the time. No, but it uh, it's a weird place. Like uh, the native people that live nearby 
didn't actually live where Casper was, and they called that area the Valley of Insanity. <gasps> yeah, really. Um, and um, yeah, it's just it's just the the wind is really bad. It's extremely cold most of the year. It's beautiful in the summer, but then it's like October to April snow, and but yeah. So we the first house that I lived in. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say is haunted and um so i had a lot of just like weird experiences nothing terrifying um what age did it start well we moved out of that house when i was like seven or eight so i think yeah so really little and everyone in my family had experiences really like, oh, yeah so like everybody saying, talked about it then it wasn't like a hush hush thing no yeah we, but we mostly we talked about it like my mom never talked about it until after we moved out okay and huh. then like i remember that like first thanksgiving um in like our new house which was also haunted <laughs> wait was it haunted with new things or was it the stuff from your old house that followed? New, new things. Jeez, yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. A different haunting God in case almighty. you didn't like the last one. Yeah, like so, but that my mom was like, yeah, so I saw the ghost. And like, so there was, so her experience with the ghost. Um, at your first house. At our first house, yeah. It was when right, my, right. I think she, it was when my brother and sister were little. And my dad was out of town and she like woke up in the middle of the night and saw this like boy with like blonde curly hair just like walking down there was like an attic which later was my both my brother's room like walking down those stairs and then just like walked past her and walked down the stairs um oh goosebumps oh jesus and like my brothers had things happen where like toys flew around in their room and i with thrown just moved or just yeah we're like like throw i mean and i don't know i mean but this is at this point this is like hearsay from them like they could be totally lying and like and they could listen to this and be like so i'll just i'll just keep it to my experiences okay um once when I was like sitting in my brother's closet looking at baseball cards because I, I want I just yeah, I want to be a boy and call what? myself Peter and like that's a whole other thing. Um Aww. yeah, like and That's okay. I did too. Did you? Yeah, no, I did too. You didn't did you call yourself Peter too? Because that'd be too weird. Well no, my nickname was Fred growing oh. up. My grandfather always called me Tommy. Tommy. really look yeah. at us yeah he would take me like everywhere and just be like come on tommy let's go get in the car and go do blah 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 like take me and do all the boy shit with him yeah oh yeah, that's awesome totally. yeah um yeah. so wait was the closet that you're sitting in was that upstairs in the attic it was upstairs in the attic boy? yeah okay. it was in the attic where and so i mean and i and like a, a boy like walked in and like looked at me and i was just like like and i think i i think that i talked to him but i don't remember what talked about um how old do you think you were at the time when this happened i was like five or six i was like little yeah and did it look like the one that you're sorry i'm just interrupting it was like it it was the one your mom described yeah yeah it was like just this kind of like probably like 10 or 11 year old like it seemed like a big kid to me yeah and it was just pretty real to you yeah it looks real to me. So okay, I'm gonna so, shut up now. Sorry, I've just got lots of questions, and I, I'm gonna oh, shut no. my. And then I had another experience where, so, I used to go downstairs in the middle of the night, and this is all at like seven, eight years old, like before we moved out, and and like yeah, before my parents got divorced and stuff, so probably like six. But I would go downstairs and like watch Nick at night, like in the middle of the night, like I'd put on my like school uniform go downstairs watch nick at night fall yeah. asleep on the sofa and like that Perfect. like so that, totally understandable <laughs> totally understandable. so i was like super into dick van dyke show like 
um, like and weird ones, like little Patty Duke and like Make Room for Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a real show? It's a Make real show with Danny Thomas. Yeah, yeah. It's that not a good like show. like one of those dodgy videos that yeah, people would get from the store and be like, "I got this great one. It's called Make Room for Daddy." And then they're like, "What the fuck? This is some show from the '60s." <laughs> so I, I was going downstairs to do that, and I like walked downstairs and just saw like something coming towards me and i like ran upstairs and i like knocked on my mom's door and i was like there's someone downstairs someone downstairs mm. and she was like no there isn't like there's no one downstairs and then uh. i was just like they saw someone downstairs so yeah so those that was that house and then what what did it what was it like the thing that was coming at you was it it was like, just like a um, figure, like a body. Was it a big like a person? shape, but not like a yeah, discernible? Yeah, it was like a grown-up. Like a grown-up. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And then and my mom was like, it was probably your dad, but like he wasn't home. Like he just wasn't home. Yeah. And like everyone else was like in their room. So I don't know. It was weird. But it was, that was scary. Like I was scared of that, but I wasn't scared of that kid. Mm-hmm. Do you think then, it was because you were a kid and they were a kid? Yeah, and, and I they think I was like real and like yeah. it was the house. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a kid. <laughs> Do you want to see my baseball cards? Yeah. Hey man, I'm a boy too. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> hey, and Peter. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was there, and then like the other house, I never, I never saw anything like. So then we lived in like two other houses, but like my, my brother and he wouldn't mind um, me telling this story, like had a, a really weird experience where he was sleeping in the basement and his bedroom was in the basement. He was sleeping in the basement. Was this at the new um, house or at the first house? Yeah. At, at, at the new house. Okay. Um, and he was like fully asleep and he had like a big cup of water like next to his bed. And he would sleep like that, like, so his, his arm would be, like, asleep. Yeah. And he said that just in, like, the middle of the night, just he heard, like, a man, and no men live with us, just say, like, really loud, like, get up! And, like, water spilled all over him. And then, Whoa. like, his body, like, his arms were asleep. So he couldn't have done it. <gasps> Oh my god! Yeah, and like, yeah, that place—I don't know—that place was creepy. Um, like, I just it, like I feel like because I feel like the vibes at like our first house weren't bad. Like, it was right. just strange. I kind of feel like at that house, and that was just like a house that we rented for a little while, so we weren't there for that long. But it just kind of—I don't know. Like, oh my god, it didn't feel like. Good. Yeah. And then then we had like moved into another house and like nothing nothing super scary <laughs> there. So um, did anything but, happen yeah. with you at the house where the, the the angry basement dweller shouted at your brother? No, but like I hated the basement. Okay. Um and just like didn't like, but like my room and like my mom's room were fine. Yeah. And like the living room and stuff, like that was all like fine. But like, I didn't like to ever go down to the basement. Like, was that even when we found kittens? <gasps> you. We all come back to kittens. Fucking and like my lady, sister had the kittens in her room, which was in the basement. Um, Did your sister have things happen? I don't know. Cause she wasn't there for that long. Cause she like went to college. Right. Um, oh. And then I shared a room with my other sister and we weren't there. We lived there for like a year. Yeah. And then, okay. and it is kind of a weird thing. Like, um, like my dad died when I was a kid and after he died, I felt like protected by, mm-hmm. you know, like by like his like spirit, you know? Right. And like, mm-hmm. and we're living in that house when he, when he died. Um, so that was the only, actually the only kind of supernatural experience I had in that house other than not like in the basement was like a, probably like a week after he died, like feeling like he came into my room and like sat on my bed and then like left, you know, babes. 
Oh. It's a sad one. What if it's just <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's sweet though too. Sad stories, but yeah, no, like but it's 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 sweet and it's like comforting because I've heard those things before. Like my best friend, you know, after her dad passed, <laughs> she would feel someone sit on the bed. But there were times that like he did it so much, she'd be like you have to leave me alone tonight. Like she like got to the point she's like, I just need to be alone. Boundaries. Boundaries though. <laughs> Privacy, right. please. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. Weird. You're just sitting on my bed. I just need to fucking sleep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have an early meeting. You have to go. <laughs> my, so both both of my parents, my mom passed away when I was an adult. But so my son has never met um my parents. Oh. But he once and he was like two and a half maybe it was like three i don't know um he said something about grandma and my then my husband's mom also has passed away so he has no grandma right and he was like grandma yeah i talked to grandma and then Whoa. my husband was like what does grandma look like and he was like, oh boy like mommy <sighs> and and I've had, Whoa. you know, like a reading where they were like, your mom comes and she loves your son. Oh, my God, I love that. Yeah, so I, think, I mean, you know, like I, I obviously believe in stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but I do like, I do feel like I was kind of obsessed with ghosts as a little kid and like super scared of them. Yeah, and then after my dad passed away, I wasn't as scared of them like for a while, but then, then I got like really into like Ouija boards and stuff. And then I got very scared of them again. And then you did things to make yourself scared. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. My house that I grew up in was also haunted and my mom had seen uh, the spirit of one of our relatives in the house. Oh, wow. So yeah. Yeah. So Wait, like, who I was grew- it that she saw? My great grandmother. Oh yeah, not, not Josephine. My no, grand, no, 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 my no. mother's mother's mother. Yeah, but she used to live in the house, and my mom and her shared a bedroom for a while. Oh wow! When she was little, so um, yeah, she saw her in the house, and that sent me as a little kid on this like, what do you mean you you saw her in the ha- what happened? And she like had to very detailed like tell me every single thing that happened, and then I just went off and I was just like, well, there my great grandmother's in this house all the time, then, and that's just what happens. And let mm-hmm. me talk to your ghost and let me do this. And I just was all in after that. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Where did where did you grow up? In Connecticut, in Stanford. Oh, okay. Yeah. East Coast. Right. East Coast. The wait. It's in, in the it's, Warrens land. Yeah. <laughs> the Ooh. land of Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so I, ha- I have more. Yeah, tell please. Us. Tell oh, us. So also, now. now I'm like, okay. So my grandparents' house was, yeah. so that first house I told you about, like it was across the alley from my grandparents' house. And my grandparents' house oh. was like massive. Like it's this huge, like, you know really gorgeous house both houses are very beautiful houses um but it was fucking weird like it was just how like weird like you get like electrical shocks all the time walking through the house (laughs) but it also they had like very heavy tapestries like like old people in fancy houses do in the (laughs) 80s um like the wallpaper was like fabric (laughs) So, it wasn't just that it was an old house and right. things but, were like, grounded. Like in the basement, they had like the scariest basement that had a bunch of showers because it's where what like the servants used to live. Like oh, whoever no. lived there before they did had like no. servants that lived in the basement. Oh, no. Anytime there are like servants' quarters, it, yeah. it's just so and, and then they had an attic. No. Super scary, and like, so, uh, like I just I never saw anything in that house, but I also was like, kind of like never alone <laughs> in it, like, right? Because like, like even like yeah. there would be times where I was sick and like I'd have to go to my grandma's, where, like my mom's at work, and like I'd just be like grandma, grandma, <laughs> like follow her around. Yep, it's just like You're don't leave me so alone. Scary. Creepy. And house. and they're also they were like super Catholic, and they had like 
saint statues and stuff like yeah that's how my grandpa's house was growing up yeah i still have some no i kind of like that stuff but i love it (laughs) i like it because it reminds me of my grandparents because we lived in the same house for a while so yeah it it's like i still have my grandfather's like saint jude and like saint Teresa statues oh that's awesome and my i remember when my mother-in-law came to my house the first time before tim and i were married she was like is joy religious <laughs> super religious my yeah whole house. like for years i had this like joseph holding jesus statue that i think was actually one of those like like cemetery vase thing oh yeah yeah do. oh dear i have like a few of those but that's where i've always kept my toothbrushes <laughs> like every bathroom <laughs> um i used to have a bunch of like catholic art that like some was like passed down and then some was just like because i thought it was cool and i remember like dating this guy who was was, like who was actually like religious oh and Uh but i didn't know that and (laughs) and he was like what so like what religion are you and i was like (laughs) any religion what are you talking about what do you mean isn't it obvious (laughs) i was like what religion are you and he was like christian and i was like oh like one of those like i'm, I'm yeah, yeah cool, cool. Oh, um but he was like you have all this like is it catholic art and he's like it's not a joke is it and i was like it's not really a joke like it's just yeah it's i don't know art. i guess i just, just don't art. like, yeah, like cool. a Let's... candle in front of it and pray it's just i art. can't have that stuff around me anymore after i mean but a few things after growing up Roman Catholic and mm-hmm. going to a Catholic high school in America for two years, that really put me off stuff. But when I was little, we'd go stay at my grand my granddad's house on the weekend, just my sister and I. So my parents didn't have us beating the crap out of each other for one weekend every now and then. And the room I stayed in there had a big, um, like a hanging on the back of the door like you know those hanging it's just like the um it's like the wood at the top holding it like on a and scroll then the wood. yeah a scroll little, yeah and it was the donkey the palm sunday donkey um with walking over palms that people had put on the ground because that's what the donkey did sure. um and that like we would sing at school because I went to Church of England schools. We'd sing the little donkey song. Um, and so there was the little donkey picture and I would wake up at nighttime and it would be, I would wake up because of the sound, the swish, swish, swish on the door. Because it was swinging back and forth on the back of the door. And I would lose my shit and I'd get up and I'd go running and climb in bed with my sister because my parents lived with my granddad for a few years after they were first married because my grandma um, passed away like a month after my parents were married. So they moved in with him and my sister was born there. So, and then they moved out and then I came along. So she grew up and that was her childhood room and it was all happy for her. And I'm like in this tiny back bedroom with a, a rocking Jesus donkey that's waking me up in the middle of the night. Oh my God. And so rocking Jesus. Rocking, he had it, he was swaying side to side. It's little rocking, donkey. Donkey rocking on the, that lawn. Exactly. exactly. There you go. Um, but it's kind of like what you said, Susan. It wasn't until I saw something like at my grandpa's house. Yeah. Like I had the donkey and, um, he's he was born in the late 1800s and so he had that the really fancy front parlor room that no one ever went in Mm -hmm. and so i would sneak in there and have conversations out loud with my grandmother who was not here anymore Uh um but yeah um as you do and then but it wasn't until we moved to the countryside from london when i was six and around the age of seven, um, my dad became good mates with this guy who had a farm and two girls around the same age as my sister and I. And the farm was built in the 1700s. And it was originally, the farmhouse was originally two, it was split into two side by side for like the farm workers to be there with the barns and everything. Mm-hmm. So they bought the farm and they'd knocked the two sides together. Well, 
first thing they told us when we got there was one side of the house is haunted the other side isn't so what? if you see anything walking through the kitchen while you're at the table don't worry about it and I was like, oh, all right. And I'm like seven and I'm like trying to be cool because like the youngest daughter is like two, three years older than me. And I'm just like, whatevs, because my sister's four years older than me. So I'm really trying to be a hard, hard nut. So they had a big, they had a New Year's Eve party and I was the youngest, really annoying person there. Um, and so us kids were running around doing whatever while everyone got plastered, including us kids, because yeah. it's England. What else are we going to fucking do? And there was a boy I had a crush on who was there and he'd gone upstairs with one of the other girls. And being that I was incredibly young, I thought I should go up and absolutely cock block him. And I opened the door <laughs> to the room that I was sure they were in and shouted, I've got ya. They weren't in there, but there was something in there that was like the shape of a person but it wasn't a person and i just remember it was kind of glowing and it like reached towards me and i lost my shit and so the way this house was it had the two different sides but they both had very tight spiral staircases and i ran and i tripped and i fell down this entire fight of stairs and the adults heard and they came running and i was hysterical and i couldn't stop fucking crying because of what i'd seen and my parents didn't believe me but they were like yeah yeah so you've met them now um and the other thing was because like where we lived, it was really old. Like, and I've talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts. Um, there was a Catholic church there that was built out of Flint because there was a lot of Flint rock everywhere. It was built in 1066, uh-huh. William the Conqueror, um, famously Catholic um, conqueror yeah. um, who came over. And so we would be, you know, doing, we'd be plowing Sorry. fields and we'd have, you're right there. So we'd be plowing the fields to get ready, you know, to do, to start planting the seeds and stuff. And we'd have problems with, um, the blades getting fucked up and we would find, um, flint arrowheads everywhere. Right. So because of that was the history of this area, this farm was really old. They had a paddock next to the house. And so occasionally we'd have sleepovers and the girls' rooms were on the non-haunted side, Mm -hmm. but outside their window was the paddock. And we'd wake up and hear a horse in the paddock, but there was no horse there. Because it turns out they also had a ghost pony. (gasps) So that's, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's not, it wasn't like, yeah, I had, I had a a swinging donkey. That was my first exposure to it. And I was really little sitting talking to my grandmother which it could have just been someone it could have just been the fact that i never met her and my mum's parents lived in america because my mum was american so i didn't have any grandparents other than my grandpa but then i had that happen and i was like seven and that was that's what sparked it all for me exactly what you're saying it kicks off that fascination of right i need to know more i need to understand more maybe i want to experience more but i don't know how to go about doing it in a way that's smart yeah yeah what were some of the things that like that did other things happen to you or did it just lead you a path of like wanting to understand um yeah i had a i had a question yeah um you were talking about um there being obviously a lot of native land right um, where you were do you ever did you ever think that some of that might be native american spirits or linked to that rather than just white people that lived there before you absolutely yeah 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 no I mean I feel like and I kind of feel like that with all of America but especially there like it's like it's interesting like having like my husband grew up in the south well in Virginia but like that you know what they teach in school is like a very like revisionist like southern history you know like Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think for a long time, I, I, I thought like, no, like, well, like, I mean, Wyoming, like there's a lot of problems, but like, we definitely weren't taught that like General Lee was a good guy, you know? And then I realized, no, but we were taught that like Custer was and that like, and so, yeah, there was a lot of, there's a lot of 
like battles that happened nearby where like tons of native americans were killed mm. obviously massacred um pushed out like so and i feel there which i felt in other places like in in the mountain west especially but like a sort of like just unease with the land and yeah. that like it hasn't like that that there was like conflict and then like nothing was ever resolved you know right. like yeah. and obviously like but but all but all of america is that like right. our entire country is built upon sure. like native american burial grounds <laughs> um i just but, feel like out in those areas where it hasn't been settled for as long because yeah. growing up in the northeast and living in the northeast most of my life i mean you go i've talked about living in newport before that was founded by european settlers in the 1600s right so there's just so many layers of the history i'm wondering i, I was thinking you know maybe it was just easier to tell the, the now, between the spirit i don't know if that's possible because i don't feel like i've ever had um personal experience with native american spirit spirits to my knowledge i mean not like i definitely like haven't really seen like the race of any except for i think like that kid like i remember him as like as a white kid you know mm -hmm. like and there was in in the history of that house like my brother went to go like find the history of our house when he because he like moved back to our hometown for a little while and worked at the newspaper and like archivist he talked to her like oh yeah they're said to be a ghost boy <laughs> What the hell? Oh, yeah. And then my grandparents' house, after they moved out, these people bought it and like, you know, totally like renovated it. And I had a friend who was babysitting there and she was like, this is the scariest fucking house I've ever been in in my well, life. The animals will not go up to the attic or to the basement and they just like stand there and growl and growl and growl and she had tons of shit happen. And I almost think that my grandparents being like, so like religious and like having like prayer and having like whatever, like that kind of ritual happening, like maybe settled the house a little bit more, like mm. that it was still creepy as fuck. But like, as soon as they left and like construction was done, but I was just going to say the construction. Yeah. yeah. Construction always messes with shit. But it, it's weird. It's like, because I, because like my house now that I'm in right now is like, was built in 1914 and then mm -hmm. had like a bunch of like, but it's like feels totally. And like, you know, there's tons of crazy shit that happened in Pasadena and, you know, all over. Yeah. But like, it's this not house, everywhere. Yeah. Like this house feels totally clear, you know, or mm -hmm. like whatever. I, I don't know. Like, but. So the thing about like my town that I grew up in, um, like, so my brother, when he moved back, he <laughs> lived in this apartment and next to his apartment was this like bed and breakfast. And this dude bought this bed and breakfast with his family. And he was like a, like, he was like a minister, some, you know, like, I don't know, Protestant faith. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was like gonna rent it out as a bed and breakfast. And then they had so many fucking happenings in the house, including ghost cats. What? And yes. And oh, it sounds a, like heaven for you. And I know, that a guy funny. that just like walked the same path, only he walked a path that they believe where the house was originally. Where the second floor was, was like at a different place. So this guy would walk just like through like his like waist on That's the, the yeah holy all shit. this fucking shit and the dude yeah so they saw things they they it just like so the dude became like a ghost hunter whoa and, <laughs> yeah that's and, a bit of a career pivot yeah and then they like ghost bed and breakfast as, like a haunted like they yeah. like got it on like a registry of like haunted places and so like i went there um it was after my brother had moved, but I went there with like an ex-boyfriend and just like knocked on the door and I was like, Hey, and he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, we're not, like, we're not taking anyone. And I was like, no, um, 
so my brother uh, used to live next door, and he told me about your ghosts, and he was like, who's your brother? And I was like, Brendenberg, and he's like, oh, yeah, come on in. And he, like, gave us <laughs> ghost hunting equipment. What? My like, God, what? Yeah, and, like, all this shit, and, like, shit, it, it was crazy. And, like, we um, – So, wait, so he's a former – Minister turned now, now bed and breakfast ghost turned, hunter. And, ghost but hunter. I think this is what's super fucked up. I don't know what happened, but I asked my friend who still lives there, like, if that was if it was still open, and she was like, "No, I think it's like a like a women's shelter now," which is whoa. I mean, okay, I'd rather it be used for those purposes, right? You know, one of the things that we talk about. I just I worry is, about. Well, that is concerning. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the things is that if you keep, if you have a location that's haunted or mm. got shit going on there and you keep bringing people through, kicking it up, kicking it up, yeah, kicking yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you think about it. those people. It's not just feeding it, but then you're also not letting these people rest. Yeah. That maybe they just, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. It well, just yeah. doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair in that. No, and that's why we say all the time, then Amy Allen comes in and yes. is just like, the fuck are you doing? This pisses and, yes. me off. And then she <laughs> pulls that face at you that you know she means business. Mm -hmm. And then someone draws a stick figure and they gasp at it. <laughs> and they go, is this what you saw? And yes. Goes, yes. That's what I saw. That's what I saw. Yes. That would suck so bad to be a ghost. And I guess like the theory is this all goes back to the, that the whole town is like some kind of spiritual vortex and that like that there's just like weirdness spirits there and then also yeah. people of what like don't want to be there so it's very like it, like it, it attracts kind of insane people which is why it's got that nickname yes and once when i was going back um for like for a happy reason like i was going back for a wedding and um my husband and i had flown into denver and rented a car and Which, i was in a denver airport by the way Holy very fuck. haunted yes very yes, haunted That's because that is built on really fucking sacred ground yes really that was a yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. oh. yes i've never been there they tried mm -hmm. to make it right by putting native like, american artwork yeah. and like trying to pay you know homage to it you're not gonna be doing you're doing you're not doing yourself a favor by building a fucking multi-runway international no. airport that you can't just make it better by putting a totem pole in the middle of the airport i'm sorry it makes it worse it makes it, no it's fine here you go guys it's it yeah and yeah i used to fly there a lot when i was when i'd travel for work yeah, I, I've flown in there a lot. And like always, if there is an option to fly in a Salt Lake, I would take that option. Yeah. Because it's not. And then there's oh, always problems at the really? Denver airport. Yeah. Like always <gasps> like canceled flights, like late flights, like all this shit. But like, so yeah, we rent a car from, from Denver. It's like a four and a half hour drive. My husband had driven most of the way because it had been raining. We saw this town, Douglas, um, which is the jackalope capital. Ooh. It is where very happy to know that. were invented. <laughs> um, and uh, you mean bred in captivity for right. the first time? Yes. <laughs> yes. Genetically modified rabbit. Yes. Um, it is where they were discovered um, mm -hmm. under mm -hmm. the earth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they popped out. Mm -hmm. um, so, like at Douglas, we switched, and I was driving, and it was like four in the morning, and like suddenly like we just hit crazy heavy fog <gasps> and in the middle of the highway there was this like huge buck just like standing in the highway and it was like the memory of this is like a david lynch movie because i just swerved and like didn't hit it and like kept going and then like was like oh my god <laughs> What oh the my fuck? Goodness. And Shit. that happened like kind of right outside of uh, my hometown. And it just felt like. Oh, I welcome to yeah. insanity. Yeah. And like 
And, and that really a, sounds like some David Lynch shit. And there's a witch museum there, which is what? Awesome. Of course there is. Of course, on there the is. mountain, <gasps> throw the another mountain. log on the fire. Right. <laughs> this is like the greatest place. There's this place, Crimson Dawn, way at the top of the mountain, where this woman, in like I I don't know, like the I'm not sure when she lived there, like the early 20th century, maybe or like. But this woman had, I don't know, moved there. She was an artist and lived in this, like, log cabin with her family and, like, painted all these witches and, like, wrote this, like, whole mythology about the mountain and about the witches that lived there and the fairies and stuff. And so on the summer solstice every year, they have, like... Midsummer's Night Eve, where like they have like bonfires and like, and it's great. And like these people, like community theater people, like dress up like the witches, like they're LARPing, like yes, witch LARPers. And she's buried there, and so are all her family members. Oh my god! And it's like red, red rock right up there, so that's why it's called like Crimson Dawn. Oh wow! Um, Yeah, it's really, it's really beautiful. Um, and like. Yeah, that place is super weird um, and really cool. I remember right. going there, and there was a lady who lived there for a long time who was, like, she lived there, and she, like, kept the museum. And I went there when I was, like, 10 with my mom and my grandma. So my grandma was visiting, and she was really nice when we were there for a long time. And then I hadn't been back until I was, like, 17, and I was at the summer solstice, which was, like, packed. Right. And the woman was, like, Susan to me and I looked totally different because when I was like 10 I was like chubby kid like and I looked totally different at 17 and I was like you remember me and she's like yeah of course I do oh my god of course I remember you Whoa. Like, oh. oh no no I don't want you to remember me I don't care if you have I know great I memory remember. For names and faces I remember you. which I think she I mean yeah I don't know um because I'm the chosen one other <laughs> no. oh, way question did you have your name anywhere on you because when I was 12 my friend had brought home from holiday in Florida an airbrush t-shirt with the bunny rabbit in a martini glass that had Emily spray painted on it Uh and I was walking uh down the street and random people that I didn't know would say Emily hi and I'd be like oh my god how do you know my name so could it have been that did no, you I definitely name? did not have my right. name on me. But just me? Yeah. I just no. want you to know that I cut that story out of a different episode once. So now I need to keep this in. <laughs> so I actually have a picture somewhere of me because I also had a really bad perm that I had no business having because I did not how to know how to maintain that shit. That's my perm. <laughs> Don't be jealous. I'll put a picture up of my poem. Don't be jealous. Yeah. And I told everybody because I got it. My Nana did it over the sink in her garbage disposal on holiday in California. And I I came back from holiday to America and everyone's like, Emily, what happened? Your hair is curly. And I'm like, I know it just happened. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Because perms weren't a thing back home. They were all the rage over here in the 90s. This was 1990 and I came back. Oh, I had a really bad habit of telling pork pies. And you know what? Everyone just believed everything they could. I did when I was a kid. Yeah. I made myself fall off the swing set. And okay. then I went inside and was like, Mom, Mom, I fell off the swing set. I think I'm hurt real bad. I fell off the swing set, Mom. And my mom was like, why are you talking like that? I'm talking like what? And I <gasps> oh, kept no! it up for four days shut up that is dedication to the craft i appreciate that commitment i love that i don't know what you're talking about i I hit my head i i I fell i fell off the swing set and i've always talked like this my voice sounds different what do you mean (laughs) can i have some more by the way please (laughs) can i have some more I used to have the problem where I would like accidentally talk in people's accents to them. <gasps> I did that yes, too. I used to. Yes. It's so it's so hard to not do that sometimes. And yes. like and then I realized I did that. It's embarrassing. 
when I was like 10, I used to volunteer at this museum and nature center. And one of the women who worked there was English. Yay. And I could feel I'm 10 and I had guilt over there. So I was oh. like, I feel like I'm done. And I had to bring it up to her. I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm not like making fun of you. I just can't help that sometimes I like and picking up your accent. I'm sorry. And she was like, Oh, I was gonna say it sounded like you have a little English in you. Or so I was like, No, I just don't know why I'm doing this. I'm so sorry. I can't. So it really bothered me. And I looked it up years later and I I read somewhere that it was creative people do that often. Oh, oh, well that's like musically inclined people will do that often. Oh, I love that. Okay. Okay, going back to spooky shit. Sure. Ghost stuff. Okay. I want to talk with you about something being that um, it it's it's got the Native American history and that sacred land there and that it does have this um, nickname and like this label attached to it by the people who were originally there on the land before, you know, white people came and brought smallpox and kicked them off, right? So... I can't help but wonder if, like, you seeing that stag, you hit the fog and then the stag is there. If there's something that there's just a perimeter around that area. Oh, that yeah. The second you cross it's over the threshold, it's like, like a gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly, yeah. like, when, like, seeing that, it was just, like, it felt very much like a keep out. Yeah. Like, or, or, oh, not necessarily. I mean, and the strange thing is, is now I, because I used to be very like anxious there. Like, when I would go back, I would just, I couldn't sleep. I'd be anxious. I'd have to like, like, keep the lights and the TV on. Like, I was just scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's been like spiritual work or mental work that I've done. But like now when I go back, I feel fine. Something that you just said when you, when you were talking about that fear being alleviated is you don't know if it's just because you're getting older or if it's because of spiritual work that you've done on yourself. Like something I've been reading up about a lot recently is the vibrations and like the lower vibrations and how, the if you're of a lower vibration you're going to attract stuff and lower vibration meaning really bad negative self-talk mm-hmm. um it, like people who have substance abuse issues yeah. mental mm-hmm. health issues those tend to set you at a lower vibration apparently and that makes you more of it's not so much that you're a bug light it's just that you're a fucking magnet and yeah, things the see you and they glom onto you yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. the good stuff. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. where the fear comes from. And so it's interesting that you said, you know, spiritually, because, I mean, that's what that makes me think of at least. Mm-hmm. No, to- I mean, totally. And like, and I'll, and I, I'll, uh, I'm open about like the fact that I'm sober and it, you know, and when I would get, blackout drunk like there was a period of time when I was like oh it's not that I'm an alcoholic I'm not an alcoholic I'm fine (laughs) what happens is I leave and other things come into me when I'm drunk and that's why I'm so weird when I'm black out right why i bet you i'm sorry (laughs) it was my lower vibration slept with your boyfriend (laughs) i'm so sorry Uh, and like and i do not keep but but i do think i i did attract that for sure and like that i was you know like a sad like sad alcoholic through like my teenage years and stuff you know and that like um and 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 early adulthood and, and like that that definitely played a part in that i don't think that i would get possessed when i, I think that yeah. there are a lot of people and entire cultures though that would say very like genuinely 
that is what happened though because there's that idea that does run through cultures you know possession yes. is a common thing and and if you let something in you know if you're vulnerable um so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if that was if you were in in that town while you were in that headspace mm -hmm. if the things that were still there if they you know believed in attaching themselves to someone yeah i mean not i'm not saying you are possessed but i'm definitely saying like if there's a negative energy sure yeah no and it's out and with you it's gonna no, find the like lowest common denominator life. which yeah. was i mean i, I just i think what i mean is which like, was yeah, me those, <laughs> no offense susan <laughs> i mean i've 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 alluded to it on the podcast before but you know with you saying it i'm also sober and i have been since my early 20s and you know one of the things that joy and i have discussed on this show is that people with substance abuse issues some of us are open to this stuff and the only way for us to shut it down is to shut yeah. everything down. When I finally cleaned up my act and got sober, like all of that stuff that used yeah. to really affect me and used to really scare me, it was then like I was starting to build that, not so much a wall, but just have a boundary, being able to actually have a healthy boundary instead of a coping mechanism, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked with other people before, you know, some people that have written in, friends of ours, people that we've interviewed that we, you know, they ask that we not include it, that they've talked it, you know, to us at length about the fact that, yeah, sometimes it gets so overwhelming for them that they switch off and they'll just smoke weed. And it's not that they have mm -hmm. an addiction to it, but it's just they need to find that they can't, they haven't figured out effectively how to switch things off because they're so open to shit. Mm -hmm. And that that is the only way that they can do it is to just. I mean, I've, I've done yeah. that a lot yeah. in my life. I'm not um, sober, but I mean, I've had times where I haven't drank for years at a time, but I've never, um, I should have gone to meetings at times, but I didn't. Uh, I know that, that I, for a long time, used alcohol to shut off and like switch off, but also just like sleep, mm -hmm. just to like quiet my head down and quiet yeah. my feelings down and just be like, I don't want to deal with this. And I, I've talked a lot about how I've always been afraid to open my eyes when I'm in bed or been petrified in bed because I thought somebody was standing next to me or, right. or whatever it was. Um, and I have absolutely used alcohol, NyQuil, Percocet, like right. whatever it is to just chill me out because I, I can't do it on my own. I've tried and it, it does not work. So even yeah. now I like go to sleep pretty much every night with some episode of British Bake Off or something similar that I've seen 600 Mary times. Berry is very soothing and <laughs> right. she keeps all of the nasty yes. bits away. No, I, I, yeah. I, I still watch, uh, I actually watch British Bake Off a lot of times like <laughs> to go to sleep with that stuff or just like oh my God, everything is so terrible in the world. Like I just need British Bake Off to right. be like, oh, cakes, like, oh. Listen, Paul Hollywood's hypnotizing blue eyes, they can fix everything. <laughs> so, but it, but it does like, I love like talking about, cause I think about like the lower vibrations and like who I was as like a teenager, oh. like the like attract like of like the people were terrible, you know? Right. And like when, I got sober because I got sober really young and then I, and then I relapsed and it wasn't nearly as bad, you know, um, it was, the drinking was, but like, yeah. like I wasn't ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of always like felt like I was being chased by something. Right. And yeah. when I got sober, it felt like I wasn't being chased anymore. Like, it's weird because like Joy and I have this thing and it's like, we'll be talking about stuff and like through talking about things, I mean, I guess this happens with most shit, but through talking about things, suddenly it's like, you'll have a revelation 
just because you're also hearing the other person's side of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like where I went to uni, I that was where my experiences really kicked off and it was immediately straight off the bat and that is also where my substance abuse took off Mm -hmm. and so it was those moments when I wasn't under the influence I would have some I would be having shit happening so then I would just get absolutely bummed because then I wouldn't yeah but you know um my freshman year, however, my roommate started having experiences. She was one of the most skeptic people, did not believe in the shit. And I didn't tell her any of this stuff that was happening. And it got to the point that she was afraid to stay in our room if I wasn't there because she finally told me that she would wake up and she would see, like we had a wall that was pokey out a little bit in the corner because it was covering pipes and our mini fridge was there and I'd sleep on the top bunk, she'd sleep on the bottom bunk and she would wake up and she would look over and she would see that little wall that was covering the pipes start to open like a door and something would start to peek its head out. And if it saw me in the top bunk, it would retreat. And if it saw that I wasn't there, it would start to come out more and she would (gasps) up freaking out. What are you doing coming in here and scaring the shit out of me while listening to ghost stories? (laughs) God, why would you do that? You didn't quietly do anything. Go away. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Did you tell him? Did you time something? So when I say the door is going to open and it starts creeping in, my husband's going to open the door and make me piss his office chair. Because... <laughs> Sorry, I ruined you. That's no. That, that was Tim. That's terrifying. And it wasn't until one night we were doing mystery shots and mystery shots weren't what we were drinking. It was how much wild turkey was being put into a cup that she finally told me what had been happening and why she was like, please come home. (laughs) Please come home. And it was like, so it was, it, it was affecting people around me. And so it wasn't just like an alcohol adult brain Melt. Right, right. It was whatever that 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 bottom that I was hitting, um, I guess with that vibration, my shit. It was bringing in stuff that was then affecting people in my immediate vicinity mm-hmm. that I was living with. Wow. So it was, yeah. What was going on with her though? That it was like hanging out if you weren't around though. Honestly. I'm not going to blame that all on you. Yeah. That's, that's not, not you, you bringing it in. Like, oh, yeah. I have a good story about Obama's house. <gasps> yes. What? Why have you been sitting on that? Okay. I'll tell you a happy Obama ghost story. Um, all right. So my friend Bonnie is from um, Hawaii and she got married in Hawaii. And um, her, like, everyone in the wedding, like, stayed at this one like really cool guest house where she stayed like an Airbnb was not an Airbnb. It was a house that like her dad is in real estate and like he knew the guy that like owns this house that only a few people stayed in ever. And some of those people were the Obamas at Christmas time. So what her, island was this? Um, Oahu. Just like in, uh, in uh, God, now I'm going to forget. Way to go. Now you're going to sound like a dummy. No, it's, it's on Oahu, not, yeah. you know, and yeah. So anyway, so, so they stayed in this house and a few nights after with like a few other people. And it's just, it wasn't like, it was a really nice house, but it wasn't like, you know, like palatial estate. It was just like a nice house. But, uh, so we had like a dinner over there and after the dinner her sister and I started talking about ghosts and mm. she was talking about ghosts in Hawaii and mm. I was talking about ghosts in Wyoming and like the parallels with it being like white people kind of like stealing land and then like making like their own culture out of it and like, so we're talking about this well an, well in Obama's hot tub right <laughs> Then we go inside the house and these lights 
start going fucking crazy. What do you mean? Like, like the ones in the ceiling? Or yes, just like the lights in the ceiling. In the room we're in, like the master bedroom, and and it's like like Bonnie and her husband, and um, I think actually her sister had left, and this uh, and this other guy, and I, and like these lights, like the light in the hallway right outside the room was like just turning on and off and on and off. And then the light like in the other hallway was like turning on and off and on and off. And like, and Bonnie and her husband were like completely like nonplussed by it. Like they were just like, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, this is really fucking weird. Like we're just talking about ghosts and like these lights are like doing this. And then I was like, is this ghost doing it? And it just like shut off. And then I and I was just like, okay, what the fuck? And like, so her husband was like, okay, I'll go outside and see. Cause it wasn't like a generator right, 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 right. situation. He was like, I'll go see if there's like something. And like the whole time it was just like going back and forth. And like, and she was just like, yeah, I don't know. It's probably ghost, but I'm exhausted. You guys. <laughs> like, Shut so, so, and then like later was like talking to like that other people who were, had like stayed in the house, like with them. Cause there was like, there was this old lady who was actually a nun who was like staying there. Yeah. And then like, but it was like a friend of her family. Like, yeah. and so a few other people were staying in the house and that like had weird experiences in the house. Um, but it was really exciting because if I ever meet Obama, we'll have something to talk to him about that is not true. <laughs> Listen, be like, yo, you know that crazy house that you stayed in? Yeah. What did the lights do? Yeah. If anyone knows Barry and Michelle, give them our information. Barry, come on down. We'd love to talk to you about your holiday home in Hawaii. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because I think there's ghosts in there. And I know that did Sasha see ghosts? Let me know. I'd love to hear about that. I mean, you got the White House. Oh, my God. There's got to be some shit there. Oh, I mean, obviously. But, you know. I love that. It's great. I miss you, Barry. Okay. Well, shit. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank oh, you. Ben. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so glad. And I know you have more stories, so maybe we could have you back. I would love yeah. to. I would actually like some time to read up on um, your hometown, too. Yes. I, I want to learn a little bit more, so I have better things to ask. Okay. Yeah. It sounds fascinating. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's- I'm with Joy. It's weird. I mean, but I kind of think the whole like Mountain West is weird, like right. the old like territories, you know. Right. And I'm like super unfamiliar with that, so I I need to. It's do oh, and like the the Chinese Railroad Massacre and stuff. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah bad. These are things I didn't learn about in my history, my two years of history over here. Nobody knows about the Chinese railroad massacre but it was like a giant massacre fuck me yeah and okay the fact that the chinese built the railroads and were like treated like total shit like, yeah yeah you know, that's a whole topic for another yeah time. that's okay well susan i don't know if you've listened to our show which obviously you have who has <laughs> thank you i appreciate it please go and rate and review us on uh itunes unless it's a one star in which case Keep that opinion to yourself. <laughs> um, that goes for everybody out there. Um, so email that opinion. Too. Email that opinion to uh, <laughs> the residuals podcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any spooky stories or just questions or odd shit that I don't know. If you have a be. theory about yeah. something that we've talked about, I am all ears. Amazing. Please let me know. Send us an email, the residuals podcast at gmail.com or check us out at the underscore residuals underscore podcast at Instagram. Woo! At Instagram? No, that's not what it is. <laughs> it is it's now. almost 11 p.m. and I'm starting to hallucinate. It is the underscore residuals underscore podcast. At on Instagram. Instagram. Dot com. At Instagram. Dot com. Dot au. Dot org. Um, so at the end, we um, I make joy to do gratitudes, like just something simple that you're grateful for. Susan, you're our guest. You go first. Um, I'm grateful that Biden won the election. Woo! 
Mm. And I'm grateful for my family. <laughs> and the kittens in my garage. Oh and my god. I'm grateful for the kittens in your garage because they're like your Instagram now and it's great and I love it and I want one. I want to hold their big fat kitteny bellies. <sighs> <laughs> they're so cute. Um, yeah. what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for your cat'stagram. Um <laughs> Kitten, kitten Graham. I'm also grateful for um, the ability to buy myself spectacles for a really good rate and have um, warnings to people etched in the side of them for an additional $15. That's it. That's what I'm fucking grateful for. Back off. Six feet, please. Until next week. Mm. Um don't be an asshole. Wash your hands. Wear, Wear a, mask. a mask. Over your nose. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be a racist. Um, Basically, just don't talk to me. Don't, don't <laughs> talk just, to Joy. Don't talk to Joy. ignore me. Don't please. make eye contact with her, in fact. No tat chat. No, no tat don't chat. address her no. di- directly. Um, don't talk about my tattoos or the microblading on my face that is a ghost of eyebrows past. That's okay. It's a paranormal podcast, paranormal brows. It's fine. All right. um, Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Stay spooky and uh, don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. I think I'm hurt real bad.